It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. And Elliot, if you had told me a week ago at this time that we would be heading into a game that actually matters today, I would have said you're crazy. And, and yet, after the 44 to six, a week to get excited feels like people are, are actually pretty excited about this Eagles Chargers game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, a week ago, you thought they'd lose to the Lions. I did. Which is something people should keep in mind as I we was wrong. discuss this I game. I was wrong. Yeah. Yes, yes. As uh, as others were, the Lions are bad. Very bad. <laughs> really, Tried really, to tell really you they bad. were really bad. Really bad team. Yes, yes. That is true. Little, the Chargers are a little better. I yeah. think it's safe to say. <laughs> yes, yes. A L- little bit better. Yeah, but no, I mean, to your point, like, Look, there's been a lot of debate this week on the station about is it better if they make the playoffs, is it don't better, all those things. That debate aside, it's just exciting to think tomorrow there's going to be a 4 o'clock game at the link, sold out, like, you know, most of it will be under the lights um, with playoff implications, like real playoff implications. And they, they could lose tomorrow and still make the playoffs. But tomorrow, I think, is such a good chance to get a good look at this team, see where they're at, see where the coaching staff is at. And just see if they can compete with the team. Look, the Chargers aren't world beaters. You know, the Chargers are a good team. They're not a great team. But tomorrow is such a good checkpoint to see where the team's at nine games, I guess, into mm-hmm. Sirianni's 10. Yeah, it's a massive thing. And also a game that theoretically could get people to believe in this team. Because, you know, right now going into this team, someone like me who, who did not expect much and was certainly not happy with the first seven games of the season prior to them blowing out the Lions, like doesn't still, even after yeah. last week, have a ton of faith in this team. 
and I, if they can go and beat a, a good, a solid Chargers team at home, I think that's the kind of thing that could actually get a little excitement in this city. For yeah, them. and for me, it's been much more of a roller coaster. I mean, obviously, coming into the season, I think everybody knew I was high on this team, right? I thought they would be very good. And it's been a rocky start. Like, the schedule is definitely tougher than I thought. After they lost to the Raiders, I said on our Go, Go Birds postgame pod, like, I'm out. Like, you know, I that was a bad enough performance where I was like, I was wrong. This team isn't good. But I'm back in, you know? Like, I can't lie. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to say, oh, it's just the Lions. It wasn't just the Lions. Like, I mean, they dominated that game. And what you saw was two things that I think is real reason to be, hope moving, be hopeful moving forward if you're an Eagles fan. They ran the ball, and that defense was aggressive. And you know what? I think they're going to do that against the Chargers. I think they've found the formula to win. I think Sirianni's made the adjustment everyone wanted him to. Was it frustrating it took eight weeks, seven weeks for it to happen? Yeah, it was painful to watch this team. Like I said, after that Raiders game, I was penning my letter to WIP listeners saying, I am sorry I was wrong about this team. <laughs> but I think tomorrow they're going to win. No. I think they're going to win this game tomorrow. I, I think that they have found the formula, and the team they're playing sets up perfectly to execute that formula. On offense, the Chargers are one of the worst run defenses in the league. They give up explosive plays. They're, they're just terrible against the run. And guess what? The Eagles are really good running the football. Not only are they really good with their offensive line and their running backs, but they have a quarterback that can take advantage of that too. So I think on offense, they will run the ball. Everyone says Sirianni's not a physical coach and he doesn't want that. You saw after that Lions game, he was slamming the locker saying, that's how you physically dominate a team. I think they'll do that. And then on defense, I think Gannon is going to be aggressive. And Justin Herbert, he's awesome. Don't get me wrong. They have the clear quarterback advantage. But he's young. He's only played, you know, in NFL terms, a handful of games, right? A year, year and a half or whatever. And I think they're going to be more aggressive. And I think they're going to blitz them and they're going to trick them. And I think that it's the right time on the schedule for the Eagles to get this win. Uh, uh, this just feels like we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Everyone forgets how we felt a week ago. They blow out the Lions and everyone's like, ah, we're going to beat the Chargers. They're not going to beat the Chargers. Look, I'm not going to come on here and say, like, they have no chance tomorrow. The well, the Chargers line tells you they have a Chargers, chance. Yeah, yeah uh, they absolutely have a chance. I think they can play with the Chargers, but the Chargers are a better football team. Flat out, they are a better football team. They're a more talented team. And to your point, as someone who historically in the history of this show when he makes his picks, usually bases it on the head coach and the quarterback. Yeah. You feel better about Brandon Staley and you I feel don't. better about Justin. How could you not feel I better? I don't feel better about Brandon. I don't feel considerably better about Brandon Staley than I do Nick Sirianni. I, well, quarterback, I you're right. Justin Herbert. Yes. way better about Brandon Staley well, let me, than let I do me, about Nick Let me Sirianni. put something out to you. All right, pro football focus. Everyone I know hates them when it's bad about their team. Good, right? So Whatever. They rank, the, the, they rank these teams on 13 categories. They had the Eagles better in 11 of them. Like, this perception that the Chargers are way better than the Eagles is not true. I know Brandon Staley, like, look, Brandon Staley convinced me to like running the ball with that 45-second clip that went viral, talking about how it's physical and all that stuff. But you know what he is? He's a team, he's a head coach that has like a 500 team, right? Like, let's not overrate Brandon Staley just yet. If we followed Brandon Staley closely in San Diego, uh, not San Diego, in Los <laughs> Angeles, there would probably be a lot of things we didn't like about him too, right? We see Sirianni up close. We see the warts. We see those things. But ultimately what Sirianni is is a 3-5 and five coach that's played a really tough schedule and is coming off his best win of the season. So, yes, Herbert over Hurts, I agree. Herbert's shown enough where he, he deserves that edge. I am not saying Brandon Staley is definitely the better head coach. This is an Eagles team that has beaten the Lions 0-8, worst yep. team in football. Atlanta, not a good football team. We know that. Carolina, 
not a good football team. The Chargers doubled up the Raiders, beat them by two touchdowns. They beat the Browns, who, whatever you want to say about them, were healthy when they faced the Chargers, and I thought were a good team in that game. They've beaten uh, – they, they, they've won 2-1 on the they road. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Like, yeah. they, it's they, an impressive win. They I have, agree. They have a, a much more impressive resume this season than the Eagles do outside of the PFF grades or whatever – and again, like it comes down to this quarterback. What have the Eagles done against good quarterbacks? They have yet to stop a good quarterback this season. And and Justin Herbert is right there with the best of them they face. Like Justin Herbert, I like him better than Derek Carr, and I think Derek Carr is really good. Derek Carr ate this team alive, man. Like yeah, I, look, I just I just think Justin Herbert's doing awesome. This thing where where they beat the Lions and we all of a sudden forget. And, and yes, they ran the ball, and that was awesome. Like. Finally, thank you for actually doing the thing that everyone in the city said you should do. And, oh, wow, it worked. What a crazy thought. And defensively, yes, wow. Not just sitting back and letting him pick you apart. What a miracle. Like, what a great thought. Like, awesome. You finally did what you were supposed to do this whole time. Like, mm. first of all, I don't know that it means they're going to keep doing it. They should. To your point, the Chargers do have they a bad will. run. They will. I believe they will well, they keep better, doing man. it. Yeah, but they like, will. I need to see them do it to believe that I, to, for me to believe that they're yep. definitely going to do it. But more than anything, it just feels like this phenomenon that we've been dealing with all season long off and on heading into the season it happened after the Atlanta game it happened where people seem to look past the flaws that are right in front of their face with this team and say oh they beat the Lions they can beat the Chargers I don't think they're gonna beat the Chargers look the reason for optimism is and you're right we have to see it and that's why I think tomorrow is a bigger game in terms of just seeing how they look as opposed to the final score if they lose this game tomorrow 27-24, and the defense plays pretty well, because I think 24 points for a defense in today's NFL is a decent outcome, right? Like, that's a fine outcome you would accept. If the offense is in it, if they run the ball, right? Like, they can lose this game tomorrow, and I think you can walk away with a moral victory of saying, like, okay, we saw them compete with a, a good team, and they were right there. And then their schedule obviously eases up a ton from there. But the reason I faith they'll win tomorrow is I – believe the coaching staff has figured it out, right? And you're right, they have to show it. But I believe they figured it out. And so early on in the year when they were losing these games, it was because they weren't running the ball. It was because they weren't being aggressive on defense. Fletcher Cox is still here. Fletcher Cox, I think, is going to deserve, this sounds silly, but like coach of the year votes if he's the one that speaks out and gets Jonathan Gannon, right, to be aggressive. Like I believe they have changed how they're going to do things. And when the Eagles run the ball and are an aggressive defense, they're a good team. Everyone wants to talk about Brandon Staley, you know, with his big physical quote about how you know, we like to beat people up. Their run defense is terrible. They are the ones that get beat up on run uh, on on running plays. Their offensive line is not good. They're missing both of their starting cornerbacks. Like their resume is what it is, but they're not playing this game on resume. They're playing this game on right now, tomorrow, or right now, tomorrow. They're playing this game tomorrow at the link, and those two teams will go at it. And right now, when you look at how those two teams are playing, like the Eagles, something has gone off in that coaching staff's head. Like they've figured out the formula. And if they follow that formula tomorrow, and I really think they will, this Chargers team is beatable. I I hope they have. I hope you're right. Like there's nothing I want more than this to actually be a season and if they win this game tomorrow I agree it's a season like I don't think they're going to win tomorrow but if they surprise me and win tomorrow it's interesting all of a sudden yeah. I mean we're with their schedule left it is a tomorrow is is such an important game for this team for this group of guys for the coaching staff like it can really change the narrative they can go out and win this game tomorrow and and build on the Detroit game and do the things they did there and carry it into this game tomorrow because to your point I mean, this is the toughest game they have left on the schedule. You could maybe say the Saints, but we're talking Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I mean, it's great. hard to say that that Trevor Simeon, no matter how good the rest of that roster is, is a tougher game than Justin Herbert. Like, 
this is probably the, the best team left on their schedule. That's why it is such a pivot point type of game. To your point, they could lose it and still compete. The, the Whoever gets the seven seed in the NFC is going to be a bad football team. Yes. Like, we know that. We know the group. Maybe one of these the teams best of the worst. puts it together, and maybe, you know, it's possible that, that San Francisco or Seattle with Russell yeah. Wilson turns into a good team by the time the playoffs happen. But more likely than not, the seven seed in the NFC is going to be a bad team, and thus the Eagles theoretically can stay in it. Tomorrow is the type of game that really could shift the course of this season in a massive way. And and I just I, I want them to win it. I'm I'm all in. I'm not rooting for the draft pick in this game or any of that stuff. I, I want them to win. I just don't see it. So I was on with uh Ike Reese and John Marks on uh, and Jack Fritz on uh, on Friday. And they, they had an interesting question for me. I I want to pose it to you and see where you fall on it. Like I think going into games, we always say, like, you know, this is a Jalen Hurts game. Like he has to be great, you know. Hertz, Sirianni, Gannon. Who do you think has the most pressure on him tomorrow? Um, that's a really interesting question. I, I think it's Sirianni and Gannon. It's one of those two. Yeah. I think it's run the ball, stop Justin Herbert by being aggressive. I think those are the two, as we've talked about, like who learned, who hadn't. I, obviously, it's a big game for Hertz, but I think as we saw against Detroit, if you don't ask Jalen to do too much, it, it looks pretty easy yeah. out there. And, and I think that thus it's Sirianni. It's the coaching staff. It's so, a massive game for the coaching Yeah, staff. and I, I agree with you. I think it's Gannon. Like I said, I do think they've figured it out. Like, there is faith involved in me thinking that, right? And, I, look, I believed in this team when the season started, and to a certain degree they've proved me wrong. So I, I could definitely be wrong again. But I think for Gannon, like, you have got to come out tomorrow and be aggressive. Like, aggressive has to be the key word for this team moving forward. Aggressive running the ball and aggressive on defense. If you're going to get beat, then get beat trying to blitz them. Get beat trying to dictate what – make the offense – right? you be the dictator. You be the aggressor. Go out there, blitz them. Make Herbert think about things. They're going to get picked apart if they just do what they've done against these other quarterbacks. But I think when you look at the matchups – like so the, the Chargers have two really good receivers and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Well, the Eagles do have two pretty good cornerbacks, one very good cornerback in Darius Slay, and I think a pretty good one in Steven Nelson. Like, Avante Maddox is playing at a high level. This secondary matches up pretty well. You're getting Anthony Harris back. They match up pretty well with the Chargers passing game. So I do think you can, you know, make Justin Herbert make some mistakes if you're aggressive and get after him. And that offensive line of the Chargers is not good. Like, the Eagles' defensive line should be able to dominate this game. And if they can do that again, then you control the control the ball on the other side uh, by running it. Like, the path is there to be won in so many games this year. You look at the Chiefs game, the Niners game. Like, the path to a win has been there, and the coaching staff has blown it to a certain degree. Yes, it's on the players, but the coaching staff blew it. And I think after the mini-buy and the self-evaluation, you're seeing that they've figured it out. And I think tomorrow is where that culminates. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down? Eagles, Chargers tomorrow. Who wins? And also, has this coaching staff figured it out? Do you believe that Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon are going to do the right thing tomorrow? It is so clear what the right thing is. In a macro sense, this whole season. Yes. But also, also... It's in a micro sense tomorrow with this specific game, with this matchup, with a team that that the clear weakness on their defense is to run the ball against them. Well, the, the other thing is just like, and I think you're a perfect example of it. Tomorrow's where the Eagles get people to buy in. Yep. Right. Like all off season, and rightfully so to this point, you've been skeptical. You were skeptical of the roster. You were skeptical of the quarterback head coach combinations. And I'm not saying tomorrow changes all of that, but I can tell by talking to you, and I'd be interested to see if you know callers feel this way too. 
You'll buy in if they win tomorrow. To a certain degree, to you a certain will, degree, yes, yeah, I'm not going to be like you know. Agree, oh, but, but I'm saying but, like tomorrow okay. would be an eye-opening win. If for you. they win tomorrow, and certainly it's it's how you win. We all remember the Carolina game where that I don't think I've ever in my entire yeah, but if, time even working. If they win that. No, way. I know it's a better team, and thus you'll still feel. But but the Carolina game, like I we came in on Monday, and it was literally like they lost. Yes, the calls like so. So I think it can't be like a back into a win type of thing for it to be fully people. people jumping on board, but I do think if they can beat the Chargers with the schedule as it shakes out and they can do it where they look like a competent, solid team in doing it, yeah, I think that a lot of people are going to kind of change their perspective on what this season could be. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on this? The game tomorrow, who wins? And and have these coaches learned? Are they going to do the right thing? And, and what impact that has on the game itself? 215-592-9494. Let's start out where we do every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Aventon and talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom! Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, Tom? How you doing? Hey, I started off with a quick uh, over-under for you guys here. Uh, I'm going to set the over-under at five and a half, keeping in mind it's already occurred once. How many times do we hear San Diego today? <laughs> oh, great point. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take <laughs> yeah, the over take on any over. of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? It should be San Diego, too. They should still be. Though. <laughs> uh, San Diego, LA, six yeah, and one half a thousand. It's the same thing, yeah. So, um, Elliot, what are you going to flip-flop from week to week this year? <laughs> Who doesn't like to flip-flop, Tom? Come on. Get, get, on, the, uh, get on the roller coaster, my man. No, no, it's not too much no, flip-flopping. No, no. It's not too hey, much flip-flopping. You guys know where I had this team in the beginning, and I haven't moved off it. I, I'm standing pat. So Four wins. Well, You're standing at four wins. Four well, and one tie. Don't forget about yeah, the tie. Okay. All, right. all right. So, obviously, all eyes are on the coaching staff to see if they have learned from their previous mistakes. Um We'll see. Time will tell, but I also need it consistently. You know, if yeah. they do it tomorrow, that's great, but I, I need it week in and week out for, I don't know, three weeks. Well, tomorrow might actually be week three. I mean, look, I know against the Raiders, things got out of control, and that was an ugly game, so I'm not excusing it, but I think we would all agree they came out and at least looked like they wanted to run the ball. They were under against center against the, the Raiders. Lions. No, against the Raiders, too. Against well, the Raiders, yes, yeah. It, it, then, it fell out of control in that game is what I'm, I'm saying. But I do think there's been more than one week. It's not just the Lions game. I think since the mini-bye, they have come out wanting to run the ball. All right. Well, my eyes are squarely on Mr. Intangibles, uh, Jalen Hurts. That's a good nickname. That is a good nickname. Kinda, he kind of showed a crack in the intangibles with his interactions with uh, Mr. McClain. Yeah, that was – and, and uh, you know, Elliot and I were talking about that before the show, and it's just one of those things where, where I think it's it's that much more, like, glaring because he's always he so buttoned it. up yeah. and always so right. good with this stuff that when really something stood like – Yeah, it stood out. Exactly. Yeah, so Fletcher got to him, I think. Um, <laughs> I think there's certainly no a possibility yeah. of that, yeah. Sure. So let me ask you guys, okay, because I'm looking at Hurts here, and can you guys come up – now, he's, he's coming up on a full season of games under his belt. He's two or three games away from that, yeah. correct? Yep. What, in your opinion, is the signature Jalen Hurts game that they won because of Jalen Hurts? The Saints game. Yeah, to year. me it would be yeah. the Saints game. I know the defense played well in that game, but I think, like, when you consider – And against the backup in, quarterback. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's you still the signature what the win. Game was. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. He doesn't have a lot. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons game he was pretty good in. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's the for Saints that one game. too. I just don't see it with the guy. I mean, if the formula, if you're telling me the formula for this team to win is for him to throw the ball, would he throw it 12, 14 times yeah. last week? Well, it's going to have to against, be more than that. Yeah, against the future that was, that Lions was a, team? That was a unique uh, situation, obviously. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's what it takes to make the guy look good. This guy is not the guy moving forward. Well, I, look, I'm not definitive with that yet, but where I will agree with you to a certain extent is if you look at the three aspects of, of the team, right, the defense, the running game, and the passing game, I think there's 
been games where the running game has been dominant. There's been games where the defense has been there's dominant. Been a game the, the, where the running game true, is but but I'm, what I'm saying is there's not been a game where I think you left it and said, okay, they passed the ball well enough to win that game. Right. Maybe there's, the Chiefs game, but even Chiefs that game, game missed some they, throws. Yeah, like, you would say that one if you were going to say any. Right. You have yet to see that game where Jalen Hurts looks like a special quarterback. Well, I think he looked special against Arizona last year. He looked good against Atlanta. Mm. Like, there's been times where he's been special. But I agree with you. He's not put it together in a signature win. I agree with well, you Well, until I see this coaching staff get it together and until I see Jalen Hurts put the team on his back. I mean, love once, hate once. I've seen that time and time again with him. So, until that occurs, I can't put any faith in this team. And for those reasons, I got him going down 32 to 24 tomorrow. Have a great weekend, fellas. You too, Tommy. The, the end Pleasure. of Tom's calls always sound like the end of, like, Shark Tank. And it's like, and for those reasons, <laughs> I'm out. 32-24. He's a good at sum, summarizing his yeah, point. I, I appreciate it. Summation. That's why we yeah. leave the show off there. That's right. 215-592-9494. Let's get another call. Let's go to Worcester and talk to my buddy, Chuck. Chuck, how you doing, pal? Always a pleasure. Always good to hear you. What's going on, Chuck? Listen, uh, first thing, let let me just mention something here. Uh, And, Jimmy, i got to be honest with you. I didn't hear the radio a lot this week, but, you know, when you uh, get really adamant about something, you do get very headstrong. Now, this game tomorrow, I don't know any more than the man in the moon, but I'm really surprised you're as adamant about this game. Oh, I'm not. No, no, Chuck, I'm not not saying. I said earlier at the beginning, like, they could absolutely win this game. I think it is a close game. I just I, I have to predict. Do I think they're going to win or not? I don't think they're going to win, but I will not walk out of tomorrow like shocked if they win. I just okay. I just have to pick the game, and I'm picking them to lose. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. But listen, I called you for a real elementary thing. It's really got me puzzled here. Mm-hmm. Now I double checked the schedule tomorrow, and I think the Giants and somebody else are hosting West Coast teams. So yeah, the Giants are hosting Vegas, and, and there's somebody else. But here's the thing. Why is this game at 4 o'clock? Now, I, somebody told me, and I bought it, so obviously it's not true, but the reason it's at 4 o'clock is because of the time change. And I bought that, but now I'm seeing these other teams have got West Coast teams coming in, and they're yeah. playing at 1 o'clock. I, I think it was just a situational thing, Chuck. Yeah, I, I mean, the chart, maybe the, this What's TV. The I mean, it could be a, look, yeah, TV, it could be a TV thing. A yeah, I, I don't think there's, like, a specific reason for it other than just a scheduling thing. All right. And I'm not trying to make a big deal of it. I just thought it was very, very hot. But listen – Always good to hear you two guys. And I know if anybody would clear that up about that time change, I could go to you guys. <laughs> Chuck, you're the Listen, best. Listen, enjoy the rest it. of your afternoon. You what too, a pleasure. Man. 2 um, five, five, nine, two, ninety four, ninety four. Where do you stand on this game? Who is winning this game tomorrow? Eagles, Chargers, and just the importance of the game. And, and again, to Elliot's point, I do think it is a fascinating discussion about Will these coaches learn? Do you expect them to learn? Which of these guys has the most pressure on them tomorrow? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that the Park Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the Real Philly Fan College and Pro Football Baseball Playoffs just ending. Hockey, MMA, soccer, and basketball. Bet with the best. The Park Sportsbook app. Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. There are so many ways to win money with the Park Sportsbook app. You can bet on the money line as it changes during the game on the Park Sportsbook app. You can bet on individual player performances as they happen. In basketball, you can bet player points, rebounds, assists, baseball, hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts, inning 
by inning. And, of course, football, you can bet passing yards, rushing yards, touchdown scores, and so much more. You can bet on every game on the slate. It is such a blast. The app is easy to use. It's fun. It's intuitive. It's safe and secure. And more than anything, we're all watching these games anyway. It's more fun to have some action on it. It is just a more fun experience when you got a little action on these games. Of course, you could also do same-game parlays, props, teasers, and over-unders. And here's the deal. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to 500 a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your first bet is risk-free, is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Until 3 o'clock. Eagles Chargers. Uh, sorry, I have to. Dan, what is this song selection? Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock. Yeah. Uh, Come it's, on, it's man. in the system. But, okay, but All we right. can give Dan Wilson uh, uh, carte blanche as far as I'm I don't know. Turn. After that, should we? That well, wasn't that him. Was, though. It's, choose music, Dan. Don't let us hear that. Choose something. Choose whatever you want. I don't even know what kind of music Dan Wilson likes. What grade was that for me? Eighth what, grade, maybe. The Kid Rock. Seventh song? grade. Yeah, it's definitely later for me than it was for you. So. I can't believe that song was a hit. Looking I saw, back, I saw Kid Rock in concert. It's not surprising because well, you see a lot of concerts, I came, but I am. But it, that's a surprising he, decision. It's because he came out with Fish. So, oh my god! Yeah, so you I was at a fish, I was at a Fish show in Vegas, and Kid Rock came out for the second set. It was pretty fun. It was good. So uh, Liberty and Ole Miss are playing right now. They are. Yes. Two of the top quarterback prospects. Yes. And I've been following it. Watched a little bit of it before we went on. And man, Jalen Hurts really needs to be good. Like I, <laughs> I, I understand. Look, I look. People are divided on Jalen Hurts, and I get that's like, uh, you know, he has a lot to prove for sure. We talked about it with, with Tom in the last segment. But there's just no denying the best outcome for this team is him putting it together over these last nine years. Yeah. You don't have to trade for anybody. He's already qu- here. Any question about that? The best know? path by yeah. far. The worst thing this team could do is have to draft a quarterback. And it again. just doesn't seem like this is the year to be at the top. No, of the draft, it doesn't. Drafting a quarterback. Plus, look, we also talk about the 0 8 Detroit Lions, right? Probably going to have the first pick in the draft if this season plays out the way we think. Yeah. I'm guessing Jared Goff's not the answer. Yeah, there I'm guessing either. they're so, taking a quarterback. You know, so, 215 592. 94 94. Let's go back to the phones and go to New Jersey and talk to our buddy Bry. Hey, buddy. What's going on, guys? What up, What's pal? going on, Brian? Great show. Great show. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of with Seltzer. Like, uh, look, I think they could win tomorrow, but I, re- I really just don't see it. I, I, think, I think Nick, and honestly, I, I trust Nick a lot more than Gannon, mm-hmm. but like, I think he's going to do a lot of what he did against the Raiders. Like, he came out that first drive and it looked amazing. I know we all were like, oh, okay, like he's got he had the the quarterback under center that he was doing different motions, yeah. like, and he looked really good. But then like he kind of just resorted back to old Nick because Derek Carr just started lighting us up. And like, if it was a, if it was a worse quarterback, I I would think the defense would cease like usual. But like the the fact that it is Herbert, like I just think they got the better roster. Jonathan Gannon's going to be like he he he's going to be too shook. He's going to be in that that stick defense type uh non-aggressive type defense. He will not he will not, he won't be able to basically play as a, as aggressive as he was yeah. against Scott. So so two things on that. I think your point on the running is is a good one, right? I I do think I'm confident it sounds like you are too. And I'd imagine James is that they're going to come out running the ball. Like they will do it. The question is, will he stick with it? Like something. It was easy to stick with the run against Detroit because not only were you up, but you were completely dominating. So I agree. Like that's that would be 
my question more so than I know they're going to come out running the ball. Like, I'm confident in that. But will he stick with it? That'll be the question. And then on defense, what I think might be happening a little bit is, one, the uh, veteran players are getting to him and trying to get him to be more aggressive. But I also think, like, he is a new defensive coordinator. They're learning the system. I think as it goes on, they can add more wrinkles because they're more confident doing certain things. And I think that that could be tomorrow when when they play an elite-level quarterback like Herbert is. could be the first time that they're confident enough to do those things as opposed to when they played Mahomes and Dak. I mean, they were, you know, three, four games into the the new scheme. I think that played a role in it, too. No, and uh, I I just – Look, like, if they do lose tomorrow, I just want them to look like they belong. Like, I, I wouldn't be too upset. Like, yeah, trust me, I'd be upset with the loss. But if we look good and we do, like, we do come out and we lose, but, like, we can build off it, we do play a lot of tomato cans after. And, like, yeah. like no, I said before, point, like I said before, I like, we, we feast on these tomato can quarterbacks. And, like, I think, I think we, we'd be all right. Well, but I'm hoping for the W. Yeah, Brian, great call. That, and that's why I think this game is so big from a, from a fan standpoint, from, like, the idea of, of whether they win or, or play really tough and, and lose a tough game or whatever, where we just haven't seen them really yeah. share the field with a good team yet, you know, really in a, in a meaningful way. You know, it, 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 like the Chiefs, Agreed. I guess you could say, is the closest, but Chiefs might not be that good a team. And also in that game, like you knew that uh, yeah. if Patrick Mahomes had to score, he could score. Like yep. it wasn't, at no point did you really think they were going to win that game. Just to see them play a good, or at least accepted, like somewhat good team to a good team. I mean, San Francisco is probably the closest. Closest. But I don't agreed. think they're that good. Yeah. We, so. we differ on that a little. But I agree. Look, look, they can lose tomorrow and still very much be in the playoff hunt. When you're one game out with nine to go, like you got a little, little bit of leeway. So I think if you just leave that game tomorrow feeling confident about where the team is at, then yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that you can lose the game tomorrow and walk out feeling good. Let's go to North Philly and talk to Rasheem. Yoshi. <laughs> Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on, Rasheem? Good, 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 good. I definitely think the Eagles uh, have a chance to win on Sunday and are going to win on Sunday. Uh, I, I don't know about the Chargers roster being better than the Eagles. If you just go through position group by position group, the quarterback position and the receiver position and the safety position is the only positions well, on the that they're running back, than. I would take Austin. No, no, no. Oh, no. come right, on. No. Oh, hold up, hold up, Rasheem. Like, you're going to say you would take Boston Scott and Jordan Howard over Austin Eckler? Um, they have an ineffective running game. I'm talking about position groups and who is the better team. I just heard that the Chargers have a way better team. Their record is four and three, which they have one more win. I, I heard you say that you, you like Brad, Brandon Staley better. He has one more win. Yeah. So, so, well, so, they have so, more so, impressive okay. wins, too. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Browns. Like The, the Eagles' wins are not super impressive either. But they have one more win. We can yeah. only play who's on our schedule. I understand we lost to teams that's going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't have the Raiders being in the Super Bowl. So so we lost to Super Bowl caliber uh, uh, football team. And the Chargers beat them by two touchdowns. Now, you can't say, like, one equals the other and whatever, but, like, you can't say that the Raiders' four wins are not more impressive but, but look, than the like, Eagles' three. To, to to Rasheem's point, if you I'm, think the the Chargers roster is way better, then I think the fact that Sirianni has, you know, like they're, they're comparable in a lot of ways statistically, I think speaks to Sirianni being just as good of a coach as Brandon Staley, if not better. People only think that the Chargers roster are better because they've not been trying to look at it and compare the two because they have this little judgmental thing on the Eagles. With regards to the fact that records are the records, I can see the Chargers was a four, I mean, like a 7-0 football team. They have three losses for a reason. Justin Herbert uh, is still an early season quarterback. Their, their top three corners might not play. Um, yeah, um, um, and their right side of the offensive line is terrible. So 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 tell me like, 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 like how people feel as though, the, like, how again, Rasheem, people get mad Rasheem, about the Eagles being is, optimistic about this game. Rasheem, again, this is also an Eagles team that has, again – 
not beaten anyone, man. Like, you got to take that into account. Like, yeah, they beat the crap out of the Lions. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Panthers when they've been on the field with good football teams. And I know I'm not saying the Chargers or the Cowboys or whatever, but, like, they've been run off the field. Like, so what gives you that confidence that they are better than a team that maybe it's not a way better roster, but that has been a better football team this season than the Eagles? What does, can you explain to me what do the Chargers do well? What do you mean? But they have a great offense. They move the ball. No, they like, don't. No, they don't. Please they don't. don't look at the stats. Look at the listen. But we we can look at the stats and we can look at the games have that you they watched play. Justin no, Herbert play. I have. He's no, awesome, have. dude. In the beginning He's of the awesome. season, he was hot. In the beginning no, of the season, he's just good, Rasheem. He's just a good quarterback. And thanks for the call. I love the feistiness. But like, look, Rasheem always brings it. Brings it. Yeah. Like I. <laughs> Look, I, I get it. Like, if you want to argue that they're not way better, that's fine. Especially, I do think them missing both their starting cornerbacks, though. Let's not forget we did this with San Francisco, too. We're like, well, oh, that's almost a worry. Yeah, where it's, it's like, like, oh, great. I'd know? almost rather the cornerbacks Tampa were starting. Tampa Bay, oh, Richard Trenman lost him during the game. And then yeah. Like, oh, well, you know. Eh. Didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, look, that's why I think they should claim Odell. We don't have to get into that if you don't want to. <laughs> but, like, I think they need a veteran receiver. Uh, I don't think he's the veteran receiver they need. I he's mean, pretty – I mean, he's to, better than anyone else available. I mean, he's been horrible recently. Wait, he's mean, been better. Like, he looks who's cooked. available that you would rather have? I, I, look, I, I think Odell – I, I, I'm not like one of those who's like, oh, I, I definitely don't want him. Right. Like, the I think, thing. I think he's more, more of a problem than he's worth all around in terms of being able to stay on the field and all the stuff that comes along with him. Personally, yeah, I would take a chance on it, but again, like I wouldn't kill them for not doing it, but it's, it's a chance I would take. I mean, but to, to Rasheem's thing too, like I think the thing the Chargers do well is throw the ball. Like that's what they do really well. And then obviously they have a Bosa who's you know really good at. Uh, yeah, they have. The, I mean, they have. That's the point. They have the best player in the game on offense and the best player in the game on defense. In Herbert um, and Bosa. Yeah, I mean, look, Hargrave has been Hargrave has been pretty good. Pretty but, good, but I mean, Bosa. Yeah, Bosa you still would take. Joe, but I think the Joey Eagles Bosa probably over. have just as much talent on defense when maybe, you consider like maybe, Slay, well, especially and, without the especially without the corner. I mean, like yeah, them the losing their cornerbacks is is legitimate. That is a, a it is a a, a reason that can yeah. help the Eagles tomorrow for sure. Two Agreed. One, yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, our next caller. We don't do this very often, but. Sometimes I think you need to to give a caller an intro. You know, give them a little start into the call. Give them a chance to really, you know, get revved up. Yeah. Come, it's like their intro music, so to speak. So, an intro song. An intro song. In this case, an intro play for our next caller. Dan Wilson hit it. Brady back again. He stepped up his head and falls forward. He fumbled and he fumbles the football and the Eagles have it. It is recovered by Barnett. Brady fumbles, and Bordet has the ball. They finally the Brady. Thank you, Brandon Graham. Quoting Mad you. Mike. How you, you doing, I buddy? You guys. That was a tremendous play, honestly. Was, Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Wouldn't you agree? Was, Would you maybe want to tweet him and thank him for the play? Because that seems like an appropriate thing to do. It was a tremendous play in an otherwise mediocre, non-pedestrian <laughs> career. Congratulations. You had one play. Um, what up, Mike? How you doing? How you doing, So, bro? can we just – this is why I wish that they would have just lost to Detroit last week. Shocker. I can't stand this nonsense. Like, one stupid win – Sirianni's going to be a better coach than Brandon Staley. I hope they, I hope they take that drop. And when Brandon Staley's in the Hall of Fame, oh my Nick God. Sirianni's flipping burgers <laughs> somewhere. They play that when you retire someday. Look, like, Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley is a good head coach. I'm not disputing that, he's but better like than Sirianni. Yeah, but what, okay, but what makes you think he's flowers. better than Sirianni? In all seriousness, which roster do you think is better? 
Chargers. Okay, so he has the better roster and the better quarterback, and he has one more win. So tell yeah. me, tell me what it's Brandon Staley. Hold on, hold on. Tell me what Brandon Staley does better than Nick Sirianni. He doesn't talk about flowers. Oh I mean, uh, well, that that, that speech ended up being pretty one, big. It seems like look, you can, you can, look. We there's not a lot of evidence so far. He does have more wins. He has more impressive wins, Staley. But on top of that, like he was a much more uh, wanted candidate. Like he was a much more qualified candidate. I, I'm not All disputing that, like, but to say that he's definitely a better head coach, we have no idea. No, well, but I would bet you. No, but you're on the other side saying Nick Sirianni's going to be better. No, he's not. He was he's better last fraud. week, wasn't he? He gets Detroit. Yeah, okay, but Matt, I'm Mike. I'm just curious. Who who do you think was? But mad, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, mad. Who'd you think was going to win that game? Well, I I was hoping Detroit. Would okay, win but who'd game. you pick though? I didn't pick anybody. I'm sure I'm you bad. picked the Lions. I'm sure you picked the Lions. Like again, you can't people people can't do this. Where all week they call in. We did it all last Saturday. Oh, the Lions play really tough. They're a competitive team. I'd rather have them because they play hard and Sirianni. Blah blah blah. They went down to Detroit and smoked the Lions more than any other team to smoke the Lions this season. All right. So look, I understand the Lions aren't good, but let's not diminish it. Like they went out, they ran the ball, which everybody's been begging them to do. They were super aggressive on defense. Like they are starting to turn around. And I know you're not going to give them credit for it, but over the last two weeks, like they. They have started to turn it around. I can't wait to fast forward to 7.15 p.m. on Sunday. I know. The sure Eagles get completely boat raced, and everybody's calling in, hey, hey, and defending Jalen. Oh, it's only Jalen's 14th game. He's, not, <laughs> he's still a rookie. Like, I'm so tired. I'm tired that we can't talk about how Jalen's not a good quarterback or how Jalen threw a hissy fit like a little girl. And, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm tired of this guy. I hope we don't win. I hope we get a better quarterback that can actually throw. I'm tired of this team. I'm tired Look, of how I think you're being a little harsh. I'm tired of the positivity. <laughs> Mike, I think you're being a little. What a pleasure, man. Just a, Go back and watch the Super Bowl. Just a, a, a shining light on a, a dark day. Yes. Mad Mike comes in and just raises the spirits of the Delaware Valley. I mean, who wouldn't be in a good mood after hearing yes. that? Yes. Look, I think the Brandon Staley thing's an interesting dynamic because – Nick Sirianni is definitely, and this is going to sound like corny, but I think it is like an actual thing. Like, he is super competitive. And I think sometimes it does get corny to listen to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he goes over the top with it. But I do think he'll, he'll like, really want to beat Brandon Staley tomorrow. Like, if there's any, yeah, if there's anybody that, like, probably annoys him a lot, it's Brandon Staley. Cause it's like, oh, why does this guy get hyped up all the time? And everyone loves this guy and everyone makes fun of me. Like, if I'm Sirianni, I feel extra motivation to go out there and, like, Beat Brandon Staley. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. Now it I, might not matter. I mean, I every team wants to win every, every game, game. But yeah. like, I just think it's an interesting dynamic. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Eagles Chargers tomorrow. All of a sudden, a game that matters at home. Coming up next, I want to get Elliot's thoughts on one of the kind of just weird things of this season. The Eagles playing at home tomorrow. Still looking for their first home win under Nick it is. It's shocking. It's kind of weird, right? Like, we yeah. are, it's about to be the ninth game of the season. They have three wins, none of them at home. So coming up next, I want to get Elliot's thoughts on maybe why. Why is this happening and what it means for tomorrow? And, of course, where do you stand on this game? Eagles, Chargers tomorrow, massive game. Who wins? It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. So I told Dan Wilson to pick the music, and he didn't. He just played another song that's already in the system. Disappointing. Yeah. Good song, though. Like, pick a song, Dan. This Come is on. a good song, this is like though. you get, you get so few opportunities. A producer to, like, you know, do stuff like that. You know, play us your music. Well, you're, I mean, now you, you get to do it for every show. Ba- I mean, every yeah, break. I'd, uh, buddy. Yeah. Let's go. Each song you pick is so on brand, too. Like, I'll be listening. I'm like, of course, James. Yeah. Pick that song. Ones and twos, baby, on the ones and twos. Well, it's funny. That, actually, it's not funny. Go ahead. <laughs> 
that well, now I got to know what you were talking about there. Like, what, well, what? we have this joke in my friend group that all of our birthdays have a one and a two in it. And at ah, first, I thought that's what you meant. Got it. No. But that was not DJ. what you meant. Yeah, exactly. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. You had a text message. Yeah, so I get this text message from my brother, uh, sophomore at Temple, right? So he's not eight years old anymore, like I always view him as. Uh-huh. He says, what's your honest opinion on Howie Roseman and how the Eagles are running an organization? I'm thinking, like, I'm on the radio yeah, about yeah. this every week, like every I'm, day, talking I'm about your it. Brother, do like, you know what I do for a living? Look like, at my Twitter. You yes, pretty exactly. Much yeah. yeah, I think it's been pretty clear how I feel about Howie and the Eagles. <laughs> what are you doing, Jude? Pull yeah, it together. What's going on here? Come on, pal. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a minute, I want to see if Elliot has any thoughts on – why the Eagles have yet to win a home game. What's going on? It's such a strange coincidence. The fact that they've won three games and Nick Sirianni has yet to get a win at home. That's coming up 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones first. Go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tommy. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what up, Tom? I'm in a sports store today, so getting my kid fitted with a hockey helmet. So nice. if you've got a little bit of music in the background, that's what it is. Very on brand for Tom from Vancouver. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, a couple of, couple of comments here. You know, the Chargers are better, but they're not an elite team. Yeah. If you look at uh, football outsiders, like DVOA, they're, they're a little bit better, but really not much. Yeah, I agree. So, a lot of, like, the you know, analytical sites that rank these teams don't have, you know, the Eagles as much worse or, you know, and better in some ways. Now, they've both played tough schedules, so I think, you know, you can't even give the Chargers a benefit of doubt on that. The Eagles have played one of the hardest schedules in the league. So, look, I think a lot of times, and this is just how it goes, if you have a better quarterback, you're viewed as a way better team. And there's truth to that. But, like, the rosters themselves, I don't think there's a ton of difference. And there's a few interesting things about the Eagles. Like, it looks as though, from what people are saying, is that Gannon basically gave the blueprint to beat the Chiefs to the league. He's just not a sophisticated enough yet with the way he's implementing this too-high-safety approach. Yeah. You know, so it's... Yeah, I mean, I agree. So well, in a the lot Giants of people, a lot of people think the Tampa Bay Bucks gave the league the, in the Super Bowl. That's oh, what they did in the Super okay. Bowl. Okay, I'd heard well, otherwise, but, but, I believe, but, you, but you're better connected, James, so I'm sure that's correct what you're saying. Well, but in their um, the Chiefs win over the Giants, they reference a few times how what they were basically doing is just taking the deep away yeah. and making you know Mahomes throw it a bunch. So And now it didn't work right. for the Eagles, obviously. But No, it, it didn't. No. And I, I think that this is a Sirianni game because he is the head coach and if they continue the in- incremental progress, I think they can win. I'm not that, you know, the other elements, I don't think Hertz is going to get all of a sudden that much better. And, you know, Gannon is what he is, but he's not the head coach. So they can always get rid of him if they want to. And I don't understand why Marks and Reese, why the heck were they talking about passing so much? And because it seems to me like this is almost a need to pass to set up the run, if you know what I mean. So they don't stuff the box the whole game. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the thing with the passing versus the running is you know, you're not going to win a lot of games like you did against Detroit. You're not going to run, what was it, 36 times or whatever they did. Like, they're going to have to be moments, and it's going to come tomorrow. Like, they can dominate on the, on, the, on the ground tomorrow, but there are going to be moments where they have got to pass the ball. And of all the parts of the, defense, all the team, like, that's the part of the team I'm least confident in. Like, I, I have no idea. If, like, if they're down five points with a minute and ten, 10 to go and they're on the 20-yard line, like, do we think Jalen Hurts can throw them down the field? I don't know. He hasn't shown it. So maybe that's what they were talking about, but that's where I'm at with the passing game. Okay, so fun game, fun question for you guys, and I'll hang up. And that is, is this more likely the 2017, like we're going into the 2017 Panthers game? I'm not saying we're going for a Super Bowl here, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah, in terms a bit of, of a momentum. Yep. Exactly. Or is it more like the, uh, or was the Lions game last week 
more like the 2018 London game in Jacksonville, which set us up for, you know, how we make it a stupid, uh, 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 stupid uh, signing and all the rest of it. Good call, Tommy. Yeah, like uh, I, I definitely don't. Question. I don't think it's 2017. I mean, well, I, I get his point, but like the, the Panthers game in 2017 was when we knew they we for sure were for real. We're yes. like this team is for real. Like if they beat the Chargers tomorrow, I don't think we're going to think this team is for real. We're going to think this team isn't as bad as we thought. But there's some elements in the way of like. If they go and they beat the Chargers tomorrow, I think it changes the way people look at them, which I think the Panthers game did as well. I agree, but I think it's changing it from they're not as bad as we thought to not. I don't think I don't think I think the most the majority of Eagles fans, at least the ones who are unsure, like there are people who believe in this team, you know, right. obviously, but the ones who don't or the ones who are unsure, I don't think if they beat the Chargers tomorrow, everyone's just going to be on board. Like I think it's more that they're like Oh, you know what? They're not as bad as we thought. And maybe they have a chance. Like this could be something. I don't think people are gonna be like, "Yeah, they're going to the well, playoffs." But if you think about that, nor game, should they be. Right. Well, I don't know about. I that. think you should think they have a chance, but I don't think. Yeah. They, they're not playoff team if they win tomorrow. Like it's not. Well, they. I mean, they're they're certainly like in the playoff. Of course hunt. they yeah. are. They're much more of a playoff team if they win tomorrow than they. But are But again, now. I still don't. I, look, I, even if they win tomorrow, I don't. That doesn't mean I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Well, but but I think like in. We don't have to keep using this this question, but like the the Panthers game was the launching point. Like the team was already good, but it was a launching point for them to go on a run, right? I think if they win tomorrow, it is the beginning of a launching point. Whereas with the London win, that team was still kind of a mess afterwards. And I think when you consider the schedule moving forward, like if they beat the Chargers, it's not crazy to think that they could go and win like five of six or something. Yeah, like I I just don't. I think they have to show that they could be consistent. Oh, obviously, they play good yeah, for sure. I just I know the schedule's easy, but this team hasn't proven that they are significantly better. Well, than Well, they've these bad proven teams. they can beat the teams they're supposed to. Some of them, yeah. They, well, all of them. Well, I mean, the Niners are are in the same. Well, they range weren't supposed them, right? to win that game. Well, they were like what was a three point line? The Raiders was a one point line, all that type of stuff. And I think these teams are way better. But like going into well, the game, it's like they were toss ups going into the game, right. though. Like, but there you go. The you yourself said those teams are way better. But but again, like that's the point, though. Like, so what are we talking about here? We talking about like well, who oh, on their schedule besides? It, we can move on from the but Chargers. It's more the point that like I think like look the. the they beat Atlanta handily. They, they practically lost to Carolina. Like, but they, they won. I know that. But right. I'm saying they, that game could happen against the Giants. That game could happen against Washington. 100%. Going the other way. Like, when they lose those games. Like, this is not a lock that they're going to beat these teams. But I think it is noteworthy that they're 3-0 and against those teams. Like, that is noteworthy. I mean, look, you can you can say they barely won them, whatever, blah, blah. But, like, they are 3-0 and against teams they were supposed to beat. Let's go to Texas and talk to our buddy CJ. Hey, CJ. Yo, what's good, guys? How y'all doing? What up, hey, CJ? I'm How just going to let you and Elliot go at it. Yeah, I'll, it's my guy, CJ. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. So, Elliot, I'm not going to lie. The last couple of weeks I've been on, at the end, I never get this piece on. And, you know, I understand. Yep. It's, it's a thing where we're coming to this cupcake part of the season where mm-hmm. all of these people are like, oh, we're going to win. You see, we're, we're going to win. Nobody's – Elliot, you got kids? You got kids, right? I, I don't. I do. Yeah, no, James does, yeah. Okay, but James, you got kids. Yes. When, when your kids get old enough to do the stuff that they're supposed to do, like clean up their room, you don't give them credit for that. You know, when they pick up, clean up, clean up, and they pick up, like, hey, that's nice. But when it's like your kid's like 12, 13, you're like, dude, I'm not giving you credit for cleaning <laughs> up. Like, do something you're supposed to be doing. Right. Bring all A's in. Do, give me something big. Same thing with the Eagles. Don't talk to me because a coach that took eight weeks to do some real adjustments ran the ball on yeah. a garbage team. Yeah, hey, cool. Cool, I get it, Elliot. You're gonna say, "Well, you guys said they were good." Elliot, you also said 
you were the president of the Hertz Club. We see how far you. I don't know if you got demoted. Off <laughs> I know what, it's uh it's up in the air. You definitely he was impeached. That, yeah, you know what's funny, CJ? You know, it's funny you bring that reference up about the kids because I think in a lot of ways with the Sirianni thing, it's true. Like you can't if a kid is bad in class for eight weeks and then he starts being good, like. You know, again, you don't want to give him credit for that, but it matters that he's turned it around. So to your point, like, does Sirianni deserve credit for running the ball all of a sudden? No, he doesn't because it's something he should have been doing all the time. But it's still noteworthy that he is running the ball now. Like, that is something to consider. Well, no, I think he's done it twice. I think the Raiders game. You can't say the Raiders game. He He did it for two drives. There's been two games in a row where he's come out wanting to run the ball. But but he didn't stick with it. He didn't stick with it in the Raiders game. But that's a major difference in the first five games. But you know what? You know the biggest piece? about the run, the biggest piece about the run, I know some people just want to be a smash football. Like, uh, you're, cu- you're cutting we out a second. Yeah. We want you to be balanced. We want you to make adjustments Agreed. when needed. Yeah. And Sirianni doesn't make adjustments when needed. Neither does the freaking defensive coordinator. So when you say, hey, guys, you have belief that they'll do it, no. I, it's a better relationship. Oh. Hey, we're flinching because we don't know what you're going to do. I, so once, yeah. If you say, okay, why does why does this the Chargers coach get credit and he's mad because Nick Sir New York Nick Sir is mad because he gets the love and he does it. Nick, you made yourself a laughing stock time and time again with all of these crazy things. Cool. Make yourself and do yourself to your, your your players. But you I don't even know if you're doing that. Just go and do the work, man. CJ, go and do the work. CJ, I'm I'm with you, man. Great call up against it. But I look I I think he has a great point. Like again, I've said I don't think they're definitely going to keep running the ball. Maybe yeah. they do because of the matchup tomorrow or whatever, but like, I don't have faith that Nick Sirianni all of a sudden just had an aha moment and he figured it out. It was a game where they were dominant running the ball and he kept running it. Like, I don't know that that's always going to happen, that he's going to be smart enough to continue to do this or that he's going to believe in this and all that. So I think CJ is a fair point. Like, Absolutely. Just know, to your point, you, you think you think they're not going to win, but you said if you, know, you could leave that game tomorrow if they win and you wouldn't be shocked. I believe they're going to run the ball. Would it surprise me if they didn't? Absolutely not. Because, right, to, to CJ's point, right, it's like we've seen this week after week. But I just believe that they're going to because I think they now have a bit of a track record of showing they want to. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we'll get to the, the home thing. I, I, I didn't get to it this segment. Coming up next, we'll find out Elliot's thoughts on why this team is yet to win a game at home. Plus your calls. Who wins tomorrow? Eagles, Chargers, it's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me tell you that the Park Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the real Philly fan. College and pro football, hockey, MMA, soccer, and basketball, and so much more. Bet with the best, the Park Sportsbook app. Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch. It is a wild ride and real opportunities to make money with these swings. If a team gets down early, but they're a way better team, you can get really good odds on them and actually make some money in that spot. It is a blast to do it. And, uh... It's the park, the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. You can bet the money line as it changes during the game on the park sportsbook app. You can bet on individual player performances as they happen in basketball. Bet player points, rebounds, assists, baseball, hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts, inning by inning. And in football, you can bet passing, rushing yards, touchdown scores, and so much more. Plus, of course, same game, same game parlays, props, teasers. Over unders, and again, I always say it, but it's just the truth. Having action on these games makes them so much more fun to watch. I love to watch football all day on Sunday. Having a little invested in these games just adds a little bit more fun to it. The app's intuitive, it's easy to use, safe and secure. And here's the deal new customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk free up to five. $100, a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA 
and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded to site credit. The website has all the details. 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia. From the DC Cake Studios, this is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP and Odyssey Station. Jim, James, Jimothy, Elliot, Elliot. Go Birds Radio! Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Short, Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Marcus Hayes coming mm. up after. Mm. A legend. Love it. Yes. Get some takes out there. I love it. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Smoking phone lines. Rare. It is rare. You can get Pop right on. on. Yeah, we can actually get you in right now. 215-238. Excuse me, 215 that? That's the Times Years line. So it okay. just popped in my head. I got all kinds of lines. 215-592-9494. Times Years line, 215-238-4500. You want you to, yeah. Leave a Times Years message. Go for it. All right, uh, back to the phones in one sec. And coming up, we'll get into the uh, should they or shouldn't they of it all. But um, I mentioned it before the break. Uh, the fact that this team is yet to win at home, just a weird quirk of, of the season so far. You yeah. Know, surprising. You would think, you know, the Eagles – Historically, a very good home team, a great crowd, that whole thing. You're down there every game. You're around this team. You've been there for every home game and every away game. What What is going on, man? Is there any sort of thing that you can point to that could be a reason for, for why they've yet to win a game at home? Well, this, this year specifically, you could point to the schedule somewhat, right? San Francisco, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, like all games they were, they were not supposed to win. They were close against San Francisco, but ultimately those are all, you know, if they play the Lions uh, at, at Lincoln Financial Field, they probably win that game. So I think that's a little bit of it. But I also think as, as someone that's been at pretty much every Eagles home game for the last 10 years, like, the frustration with the team is boiling over, and I'm not ripping fans for that. I, th- I think there's good reason for it in, in a lot of ways. But I think that there's a thing with the team right now where when they struggle, there's a lot of built-up frustration there. People are mad that Howie Roseman's still the GM. People are mad that they view Nick Sirianni as a puppet. They're mad that they don't run the ball. So there's just a lot of, like, when things go wrong for the Eagles at home, it's just fans are a lot quicker to get upset because of the built-up frustration and I also think there's a lot more away fans there than there used to be, yeah, right? Kansas no, City. It's been noticeable. I mean, we've had seen Jalen Hurts have to, like, quiet the crowd at times. Yeah, I mean, crazy. look, every game, I, I, you know, I'm there and for the pregame show, obviously. I'm out at the uh, the plaza. Like, you see a lot of away game, away team jerseys at these games. And I think that goes back to the frustration, too, where, like, you know, people are selling their tickets. You know, people are mad. People People are not happy with the direction this team's going. And that comes across. So I, I think that that's part of it as well. No, I think that's all fascinating stuff. And and obviously, you'd like to see them get one at home. So that you know, just another Be a big thing one added on to to tomorrow's game. Two one five five nine two, ninety four ninety four. Coming up in a minute, we'll get to should they or shouldn't they? We mentioned it before. We'll dive a little deeper into it. But uh, the game tomorrow, who wins? Uh, Elliot thinks the Eagles win. I think the Chargers win. And I think. You know, there are so many fascinating storylines with this game. Certainly the coaches, I think, at the top of that list. Will they change? Have they learned from their mistakes? Will we see aggressive blitzing? Will we see them running the football? 215-592-9494. Again, we'll get into should they or shouldn't they in just a moment. First, let's go to New Mexico and talk to our buddy David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how are we doing? What's going on, man? Uh, Lord have mercy. First of all, Dallas sucks. There it is. Dallas sucks. Well, done, sir. Yeah, and second of all, Mike, he's, the man's an ass clown. I don't know why I have to follow him. He's the man's a clown. 
Okay, here we go. For what it's worth, I like Mad Mike. I'm a, I'm a Mad Mike fan, but I I know that I am clearly in the minority with that one. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in that boat by yourself, bro. <laughs> Love you anyway, man. I understand. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Look here, man. This game is about. Ellie, you asked a question earlier that uh, is this game more important for the defensive coordinator, the head coach, or Jalen? Yeah. Clearly, it's Jalen. Mm-hmm. And it's not for the fans, okay? It's for the team. It's no, for his that's a, that's self-confidence. That's a really interesting point, David. That is an interesting it is. point. He, this game is for him. All right, he threw the ball 14 times last week, all right, because they ran the ball. And the only reason why they continued to run the ball is because the offensive lineman went over to Sirianni and says, look, we're killing these guys. Let's run the ball. Now, if it takes that to make a decision to be consistent, fine, because – if they ran the ball like that all season, they have three more wins. I'm guaranteeing it, okay? But you have to be able to three, focus on where you're Dave, at right Dave, now. Dave, three more wins. We're talking three. the Chiefs, yes. the 49ers, and the Raiders, saying they're six and two right now? I think that's a little aggressive, uh, it, David. Uh, well, yes, because I'm a Philly fan. It's supposed to be aggressive. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I would take nothing else than aggressive. I would rather lose a game being aggressive. Yeah, okay. Gonna... But what? But what this team has done? What this team has done has frustrated this fan base to the point to where nobody believes in anything. Jalen has to have this game. He has to have a good game. He has to prove to everybody that he can throw from the pocket. That he's better under center than he is in the shotgun. He knows how to command the team. He needs this game more than anybody else. And if they run the ball like they did in Detroit, at least they'll set up the platform for him to do so. If he doesn't, then everybody else will already who already hates him will have another reason to hate him. I talked to a guy yesterday who asked me who was the better who was the better quarterback in their rookie season, Donovan McNabb or Jalen Hurts. I said Donovan had more talent. But Donovan's chip on his shoulder when he was drafted that everybody hated him. They didn't hate Donovan. They hated the fact that they didn't select Ricky Williams. Yeah. And Donovan carried that Donovan carried that his through career. his entire career. Yeah. He carried that chip on his shoulder through his entire today. career. You can, I mean, it's still there. Yeah, I'm with you. It's to, to, the, to this day. Jalen's problem is the fact that Jalen was hated before he even stepped out on the field because of where he was selected. All right, Jalen still has a chance to have a good season. This is, like I said last week, is salvageable. But Jalen needs this game for his own confidence, for his confidence in the team, for the confidence of his offensive line that he can actually lead by example. And he needs this game against a decent team, not a Pro Bowl team, not a not a Super Bowl team, but a decent team. And he has to do this to move forward. Dave, it's Sirianni's responsibility to put him in that position. But this game is definitely Jalen. David, great call. And also, like, I do think from a – certainly from a team perspective, like, I'm not even talking as much about, like, the players on the team. Yeah. Him. I'm talking more that, like, the Eagles believing in him. Like, Jalen Hurts, as we've talked so many times, he has nine more games this season, maybe – maybe nine more games this season, to prove to this team that at least even for one more year that they should not be going all in on a Russell Wilson or going all in on the first pick in the draft to draft whatever quarterback that I like or whatever, that they should give him more time. Like, this is it. This is his chance. Whereas I think, and look, we've talked about one and done with Sirianni and if all falls apart. I think it's highly unlikely that Jeffrey Lurie is going to fire Nick Sirianni after one year. I think it is absolutely likely that Jalen Hurts is not the starting quarterback next year. Yeah, so, that would probably be over 50%. So I think from yeah. that perspective, to David's point, I do think in a lot of ways he's right. Like, this game is more important for Jalen Hurts in that way. Well, and I also think, rightfully so, through the first, you know, eight games, a lot of the criticism of Jalen has been explained away by, 
well, they're not running the ball, right? Sirianni, you know, is not a good head coach who's hurting Jalen. I mean, he, you know, the defense doesn't really help the Jalen argument, but the defense has been bad. But if they start being aggressive on defense and they start running the ball, those excuses for Jalen start to go away. And what I come to with this game is there is going to be four or five throws that Jalen has to make, like big-time throws, like a third down, like, you know, end-of-game throw, a red zone throw, something like that. And he's got to make them, like flat out. He has got to make those throws tomorrow. And I think since the win, obviously I think that he'll make them. But that's what it comes down to to Jalen for me. You look, do you want to see him, you know, go 35 of 44 or whatever and, you know, 300-plus yards? Like, yeah, that, that's what you want to see from your quarterback. But if they're going to be a running team, which I think is okay, but if they're going to be a running team, and then Jalen's going to have to make the big-time throws, and that's what it'll come down to. 215-592-9494. Get on the line. We're going to get back to the phones in just one sec. Should they or shouldn't they? You mentioned it before earlier in the show. Let's get into it. You think the Eagles should go get Odell Beckham? Yeah. Why? Because for the reason I just said, like, we, we've seen they can run the ball. I know limited sample size, but we've seen that they can at least do it, right? We've seen the defense can be good multiple times against bad quarterbacks. We've not seen the, we've not seen the passing game be great. We have seen Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins all be pretty inconsistent. We both really like Devontae coming in. Not out on Devontae by any stretch of the imagination. He's dropping more passes than I expected him to. Jalen Rager, his biggest plays have been on the ground, right? Quez Watkins, they just don't throw him the ball a lot, right? So, like, when I look at the passing game, who does uh, Jalen have to rely on? Like, who's that veteran receiver? I mean, Goddard is as close as he has. Goddard's their best passing option. Without a doubt. And Odell is not the player he was in 2016 and 17, right? Like, he's not that guy. But he's still better right now than anybody else on the roster. And he's still better than anybody else they can pick up up, up, up right now. They're not, they can't trade for anybody, so you're talking about signing a free agent or guys getting cut. Odell comes with red flags. I understand that the last two situations with his team have not worked out well, although I do think you see a lot of Browns players coming out and saying how much they liked him and that he'll be missed and those type of things. So I, I just think ultimately this is a chance the Eagles are in a good position to take. There's like nine teams that have the cap space to pick him up. He's one of them, right? Pick him up, see if he can be your number one receiver, get a head start on evaluating him for the offseason. And if it doesn't work out, if he gets in the building and he's a disaster, just cut him. Just cut him. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But what is a big deal is potentially getting a really good receiver to add to the offense, and that's why I take the chance. Yeah, I just I don't think he's a good receiver anymore. I think, you know, can't stay on the field, all kinds of injury issues. And and when he's on the field, just hasn't looked as explosive, hasn't looked as dynamic yeah. as he used to. And, you know, it's been long enough now where it just feels like he's not the same guy athletically he was after all those injuries he's had the last few years. He just doesn't feel like the same guy. He doesn't feel like that weapon. Now, of course, you look at what the Eagles have right now, you could say, oh, Odell's probably better than, you know, what they have. But... I don't care. I want Devontae Smith to get as many snaps as possible. I want Quiz Watkins to get as many snaps as possible. I don't particularly want to see Jalen Rager, but if he's going to potentially be a part of the future, I want him to get as many snaps as possible. Like, the development of these guys matters more to me than that. And also, like, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. I'm not inside those locker rooms and stuff like that, but... You certainly can't say that bringing Odell in doesn't have some sort of locker room effect. We don't know if it would be bad. Well, I don't think we know one way or the there's other. There's certainly the potential. Again, like you talked about like how many Browns players came out for him, and that's cool. But also his dad came out like crapping all over Baker Mayfield. And the whole, like, made, he made it so uncomfortable there for, for him to even be in that locker room anymore. They had to, they had to cut him. Like, they, like 
I just think that the headache that comes along with it compared to the talent level, I think it used to be worth the risk with his talent level. I just don't think he's there anymore. Yeah, and I'm not saying, again, he's not a top 15, 20 receiver in the league anymore, right? He might not be top 30, top 40, but he's definitely better than anything else out, out there that's available. Like, are you going to re-sign Alshon? Like, I'm not going to sign anybody. So you rather just it. roll with the young guys. Yeah. I would rather and with the look, that's not a strategy I would push back a lot on, but I also think we've talked a lot over the past few weeks about like evaluating Sirianni, evaluating Hurts. Like that's tough to do when you don't have receivers that are playing at a high level, especially with the passing game. Like I talked about how the passing game is not doing well, and that's on Jalen, but it's also on the receivers. Like Goddard is the only productive receiver they have right now, flat out. So you know, again, I don't want to take snaps away from Devontae. Quez, like, I don't want to either, but that seems like a lost battle at this point. I think they just view him as a situational guy. Which is and, so and you know what? Like, honestly, I'm okay that. taking snaps from Reger. Like, I get your point about if he's going to develop, he has to play. He's had a lot of opportunity to do that. So I, I think uh, putting Odell out there uh, helps his team in the passing game. And, you know, you, they can't claim him until Monday. So if they win tomorrow and then all of a sudden, I mean, I'd have to look at it, but there's a chance if they win and other teams lose, they, like, wake up on Monday morning as the seventh seed or at Maybe. I think there's a chance. They can at least get closer. So if you're there and, like, you're looking at a chance at the playoffs, like, yeah, go out and get Odell. Add talent. All it takes is cap space, and you can work your way around that. 215-592-9494. So if you want to weigh in on that call in, would you sign or claim or whatever it is Odell Beckham? Would you want to bring him into this roster right now? Is is the, the juice worth the squeeze, so to speak? 215-592-9494. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll get Elliot's player to watch for tomorrow's game. First, let's go to Ocean City and talk to Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well. Um, so, so real quick on the Odell point, I just the Eagles aren't a stable enough organization to take on like an unstable situation in a player like that. So I would stay completely That's an clear. Way to put it. Um, so it is an interesting point. What I would push back on, though, and they're not completely comparable, but I do think Nick Sirianni did a really good job with the Zacherts situation. He was not happy to be here. By all accounts, Zach seemed to be a good soldier and be a good you know, teammate, and he's credited Nick for that. So, again, not completely comparable, but I do think, you know, Sirianni does seem to be good at the connecting thing. And I also think, like, Jalen Hurts is not Baker Mayfield. Like, players respect Jalen Hurts. I don't think Baker, to me, doesn't come across as a guy that players respect. And so I do think there would be that dynamic with Odell, which would be a little different. So I, I see your point. I'll just push back a little bit on it. Sure. And then um, particularly just for thinking of this game tomorrow, I think we need to remember where we were a week ago and understand the context that we're in. I mean, a week ago, it was kind of like Sirianni, Gannon, and Hurts. They were all on death row. Like, we were ready to execute them on Monday, like fire them, bench them, move on. And the fact that they won, it's just a stay of execution. Like, we're not completely all back in. And I'm looking at this Chargers game as the first step in a lengthy appeals process for how poorly they played. <laughs> that is a phenomenal analogy, Chris. That is yeah. phenomenal yeah. metaphor, analogy, whatever you want to say. It's phenomenal. Uh, well, thank you. And um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And really for this game, I mean, I'm hopeful that the Eagles win, but they just haven't shown me enough that I can be optimistic about it. So, like, if I'm picking with my heart, I'll pick the Eagles because I want them to succeed. But if I'm picking with my brain, I still think Herbert's going to be a little bit too much for us. But the two things I want to be looking for are I want to know what Keenan Allen's stats are going to be because yeah. I tell you what, if they run that soft zone, he's going to be lighting them up yeah, for like 180 and two touchdowns. He's dangerous a player for that approach yeah. as you could face. Yeah, so they can't do that. And then second, I think Jalen's going to need to throw for um, like at least like 250 and two touchdowns. And I completely agree with Elliot's point. Like he doesn't need to be – 
an all-star tomorrow, but he does need to make those four or five throws yeah. when they present themselves. And look, he's been missing those throws, right? Like there, there has been a lot of throws at times, like the touchdown to Ertz, the touchdown to Greg Ward. Like there have been the throws there to be pattern made. to Goddard. Yeah, there the, are a bunch of them where, where yeah, where you like, got to make those throws and different difference makers in the game too. So yeah, I think there's going to be those big moments, and we'll see if Jalen can do it. And then if, if there's time, I have one Howie question yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, lay it on me. us. Great call. Call us more. So. So I had this thought watching the game on Thursday, the Colts and Jets, because both those teams have a host of fairly high-profile Eagles alumni. Yes. And I was just really struck by watching it. Like, I can't believe they're going to end up getting a one for Wentz. I know. And then just thinking about what a dumpster fire the Jets are and how the luster's really worn off of Joe Douglas. And then similarly with Frank Reich. And I feel like the fact that those situations have deteriorated to the point that they have it gives me pause in being as critical of Howie as I have been, and I don't have a fully formed take on that yet, but I would just no, love an, to hear your thoughts. Look, it's an interesting point. Chris, that fantastic I, call. Yeah. Call us more, man. That was a great call. Well, I, I think another thing, too, is me and James were talking about this a few weeks ago, and I asked him, would you take Joe Douglas? If Joe if Joe's fired from New York, would you take him back as GM? And you paused on it. You I said did. you didn't know. I but, paused. You know, a year ago, I think we all would have said, if you could Absolutely, take Frank yeah, Reich and Joe sure. Douglas, yeah, like people sure. would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. So. I think what it really shows is it's like it's really hard to win in the NFL consistently. It's really hard to do a good job year after year after year. Like this has kind of always been my point with Howie. Like Howie might not be a top five general manager, might not be top ten, but like when you look at the consistency of which his teams are competitive, that's extremely hard to pull off. And I think what you're seeing with Frank Reich is like he's had moments as a, as a Colts head coach, but I also hear how great the Colts roster is, and they don't win consistently. I mean, they lost that Titans game. Joe Douglas, you know, I don't know all the dynamics there because I'm not there covering it, but the Jets are kind of like the biggest dumpster fire in the league. Like them or no, the Jags. No, no. Well, Houston. I'm, I mean, well, sorry, yeah. they're in that conversation. No. Like yeah, even then, I think. I mean, look, the Jets are coming off like I know they lost to Indy, but they they beat the Bengals. They beat t- Tennessee earlier in the year. Like they they're a young, inexperienced roster. But I I don't think you know the question is is Zach Wilson good or not? That's right, that could be a major miss. A major miss, but. Outside of that, I think Dumpster he's done a fire decent job, right. like adding some pieces. This Michael Carter kid looks good. Like their defense has some speed. Like you know, so on and so forth. Dumpster fire was strong, but I guess yeah. what I was trying to say was he's certainly been more of a like he's not been as good as everyone expected, mm-hmm. right? The the team, the roster is not very good, so it's really hard. And look, how he has his down years, and because of how long he's been here, he's had multiple times to have those down years. But there's a lot of up years with Howie Tuck. All right, it's time to get to Elliott's player to watch for tomorrow's game, brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go, Eagles. Elliott Shore Parks, who is your player to watch for tomorrow's game? So this is the toughest one all year. And the reason is is because the guy I want to pick is the player that I think can be biggest in the pa- in, as an aggressive pass rusher. In a blitzer. So I'm going to go with Davion Taylor. Wow. And I'm going to go with him for the two reasons. One, I think he can be effective as a blitzer, and he's been getting more and more snaps. And I think the linebackers are huge when it talks about how aggressive you're being with them. Are you just dropping them back, or are you using them in disguise packages to blitz? Are you using them to get pressure? But also, Austin Eckler. I think covering him could fall on Davion potentially. If Davion's going to have a, a, a skill that keeps him in the NFL, it's going to be his coverage. So I think Davion, he's a very quick, athletic. He's getting more and more snaps. He's the type of guy that can make a difference-making play. He's the type of guy that can be, like, you know, go make that aggressive blitz and, you know, stick with Austin Eckler. So 
not not the perfect player, but I think that's that's why I'm picking David. Fascinating choice right there, and obviously, if he can turn into something, that would be such a massive, massive. Howie thing would be very happy. Yeah, I that. think we all would. Yeah, I did. I don't think any. I think everyone would be able to put their Howie hate aside to say we got a linebacker. Like, yeah, oh my I agree too. I can you imagine? Well, I spit out in front of it. I, yes. If, if Davion Taylor ends up being good, I deserve some credit because he called that before anyone was talking about. Uh, two on five again. That is Elliot's uh, player to watch. Brought to you by local Tri-State Toyota dealers. Two on five five nine two. 9494. Marcus Hayes coming up at 3 o'clock. Elliot and I have you until then. Get on the line now. 215 592 9494. Who wins tomorrow? Eagles, Chargers, and more. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Chirp, Parks, James Seltzer with you till 3. Marcus Hayes hanging out. Love it. Little uh, coming up little next. Andy Reid debate in the hallway. Oh, just out of nowhere. Huh? Out of Popped nowhere. Up. Yeah, I love when I get Andy Reid. What was the debate? Let's let's take it well, to the airway. I don't, you know, I don't let's know. Let's take it to the airway. <laughs> well, it's just kind of talking about how you know Jalen and Nick and is Nick ready to coach Jalen and how Andy. You know, if you look at how Andy kind of played out, you know, he got Donovan when he when he was ready for Donovan, right? And I think even when you look at Carson coming into uh, when he came, like Frank Reich had experience, so. Just the you know the, the dynamic is interesting. We we've talked about this with uh, how I think Jalen has a lot of potential. I think Nick has a lot of potential. But right now, maybe they're not great for each other because Nick could use a quarterback that when he's out on the field, if they're in a bad look, can get them out of it more than Jalen can because Jalen's mm-hmm. inexperienced. And with Jalen, you know, I think the head coach that, yeah, yeah, we'll run the ball no, a little, I right? Think, so, I think, and know what a young quarterback it needs. To judge each other. It makes a lot of sense, and also, obviously, a clear difference between the, the two situations is Andy actually got to pick Donovan and say, "That's the quarterback I want." That's the quarterback who, yeah, what, you know. Whereas, obviously, Jalen and, and Nick got just put together without any sort of, you know, choosing so, the process. Little but, off topic, but. Sure. I mean, I'm gonna, I, think, I think we're talking Andy Reid right now. We're way off topic. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So well, Andy's good. always a topic, yeah, you know. True. Andy and Donovan. Um. Three quarterbacks I think people should keep their eye on for next year that have not been discussed. Ooh. So I think we could all – What a tease, right? I feel yeah. like we should, like, go to break or something and come back. That you was like great. That? Yeah, go So ahead. I think we all – look, obviously, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun back to Watson. And in a minute, 215 Like, there's been a lot of names that have been attached to them, but here would be three I would keep an eye on. One would be Kirk Cousins. And I want to start by saying I'm not advocating for any of this. I'm saying <sighs> don't just do this keep, your, keep your eyes just open. don't do that. Howie Love. I am a man of bad takes. Again, not my take. I wouldn't say Kirk no, Cousins. No, yeah, this is not opinion. This is just potential. Yes. yes. I think Howie loves himself some Kirk Cousins. Hate that. Great. He could be available. He won't be as expensive to acquire. And I think, like, he kind of fits if you look Why at Why wouldn't he be? He costs a bunch of money now. You think he's going to take a pay cut? No, no. I mean, like, uh, draft stock. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I mean, look, fault. I don't know what he would take. Maybe one first my or a fault. second, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, financially, he does. I thought you meant he was a free agent. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I think, like, if you look at the quarterbacks that Sirianni's coached in his career, Kirk fits that more. Like, I, I think Sirianni's struggling with the RPO. Like, because he wants to do it with Jalen. And it makes sense because Jalen's good at it. But I think Sirianni's used to coaching just, you know, the, you know, a quarterback that doesn't have the RPO in his game. So I think Cousins could make sense. The other one I'd look at is Matt Ryan. Sure. Falcons are probably going to be getting rid of him. Either. I'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't want either, but go ahead. I'd rather give Jalen a I, second. I'm not as out on I, – okay, yes, I agree. I don't need a yes. bridge quarterback. Like, that's my – like, if my, I would rather my bridge quarterback be a 23 and about to be a 24-year-old kid who, like, maybe can turn into something. Same, absolutely. I don't need some 38-year-old coming in for a year so that I could draft someone or whatever. I don't need that, personally. I agree with – I agree. I Of the three people I'm naming, I would take Jalen over every single okay. one of them. But let me ask you, though, out of Kirk – Cousins rather, and Matt Ryan, who would you take? Outside of price to get them, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins in a vacuum. 
I'm sure Matt Ryan will be way cheaper. So, right. you know, that would be more of a commitment to Kirk. But yeah, Cousins. I'd rather have Kirk as a quarterback. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan. And then the third one would be Baker. Yeah, I don't want him either. I don't want, I and don't want him either. Especially with him because he's going to get paid, you would think, at least some level. I mean, who knows? That's a fascinating discussion situation to be in. Well, but the reason I think all these make sense is because if you look at the Eagles' path to getting a quarterback, it's either draft one really high, it's trade all their draft ass- assets to get one. But the issue with that path is like, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson have to want to come here. Mm-hmm. They have no trade clauses. Like, the Eagles have the most draft stock, but they can't just call the Seahawks and say, we'll give you all these picks, and they'll just take it. Like, they have to want to come here. And then with draft drafting a rookie, there has to be one at the top of the board. Like, when you look at this year's draft class, of course a quarterback's always going to go high because they're going to be reached. But there's not that slam-dunk quarterback prospect there is in past years. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no even Carson Wentz, right? There's no Kyler Murray. There's no person when you go, okay, this guy is going to be the top pick, right? So if you can't go down either of those paths and you don't believe in Jalen, again, I would bring Jalen back as of now. But if you don't believe in those paths and you have to find a quarterback, like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Baker will all be available. They'll have the draft assets to get them, and I, that's a path I could see them going. Yeah, down. big no on all that. I Two, agree with you. I'm, I'm just, just saying. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones, go to the Northeast, and talk to Kenny. Hey, Ken. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I agree with you 100% about that's a big no. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you agree with both of us, <laughs> yes. to be clear. Yeah, I'm just saying I, I mean? think they're names to keep an eye on. Not just that. I mean, you know, I think I think uh, if we keep him under center and uh, they play decent, I, I would like to see next year to see what happens. I think he yeah. has a lot of potential. Yeah, and he's still 23 years old. Which is wild. It's like, crazy you forget he's been about. in our lives for so long, not like, just with the Eagles, but Alabama, Oklahoma. I've been watching yeah. Jalen Hurts for forever. He's younger than Carson Wentz was when he came here yeah, in the first wild. place. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, you know. I mean, they, they they put a lot of pressure on him the first five games with the game plan they were running and everything. But yeah, if they I come out tomorrow, you. if they come out tomorrow and they run the ball with the line that they have with Johnson and Kelsey and Malata and Donaldson and everything, they should be able to open up them holes. Yeah, I agree. And they should, they should be able to just like I heard uh, John Rich say, if you keep on running sooner or later, you're going to run into a goalpost. And that's the first time I ever heard that. But I mean, you got guys on that team who can break these things open with Scott and the other guy Howard. and and Sanders if he comes back, you know? Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I think their plan should be to run it tomorrow. I think that's what they'll come out and do. Now, Jalen's still going to have to make four or five big throws. But, yeah, I think that I, I believe that they will run the ball tomorrow. I, we hope. Please. Okay. Have a good day. Kenny, you too, always man. a pleasure, man. Yeah, look, again, it, it is – I think it is, you know, obviously this game in and of itself, as we've talked about, has real stakes, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have an Eagles game with stakes, you know, yep. after last season and all that. But I think specifically your point before, it just is such a massive spot for these coaches. Like, to show, you know, are you going to, to stick with this? Are you going? Did you actually learn? Is and this that's an bigger actual real change yes. instead of just, you know, a one-off game type of thing against Mark? And that's bigger to me than the final score. Like, for Jeffrey Laurie, of course, you want to win the game. But that, to me, like, showing you've made adjustments to what you know were problems, like, that that to me is way bigger than the final score. I, look, as someone who didn't expect them to make the playoffs this year and, and doesn't expect them to make the playoffs this year, I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, development, can these guys become good coaches, you know, all that is, is far more important. Two on five. Five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's talk to John in Philly. Hey, John. Johnny. And no, John. Let's go to someone who I know will be there. My man T in Collegeville. What up, T? Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? Thanks for Thank making you for me look good call. there, man. You, you, yeah, you could have made me look real bad there, but I, 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 no. knew you, I knew you'd be there, my friend. What's no, going I'm on? I'm here. 
No, no, I appreciate you taking my call, ESP and Sales. And uh, been a thank while, you. For T. How you been, show. man? How you been? I'm all right, man. Been, I've been doing good. Hopefully, you guys are all right. Your family's good. Yes, so let's get to business. I want to talk Eagles, if you don't mind. Oh, um, as far as, let, let me pinpoint this. There's a couple keys that everyone keeps talking about for this game. It's either Sirianni or Hertz or Gannon. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything's wrong on that, that perception of where you got to analyze them what needs to be um, a proper progression in this game. Yeah. My thing is this. There's not a lot of people who are talking about the time of possession and turnover differential. I think if you can control some of that and amp that up in this game, that'll change the, the whole perception and, and layout of how both the offense, defensive coordinator, and, and Hurts in, in general can get this monkey off his back. And all three in progression can come together. Because I think if you focus on, on what players to watch on Offense obviously is going to be hurts, but two that need to really be, I don't know, force the ball or force fed is Dallas Goddard and Quez Watkins. Mm-hmm. If you can get those two in the yes, game team. proficiently, yes. I feel like I feel like this game will just change. Just I don't know. Instead of a three point spread, it might be ten points. I just think that if you can get those two going, especially with the run game, you already showcase the run game now. Make it progression and coaching. Win the time of possession with the run game as well as you get the big plays downfield that Sirianni says he wants to focus on. Now, from a defensive perspective, I think that ESP, he highlighted Davion Taylor. I don't think that's wrong. I think that's, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. What I think you also need to highlight is Avante Maddox. Yeah. If you can highlight Avante Maddox uh, in the safety, uh, not the safety, in the nickel role and in coverage, whether it be on uh, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or every now and then Jared Cook, whatever it may be, he is just on fire and you got to feed the hot hand. So if he can get that thing going with Slay and Nelson and the progression with Milton Williams um, and, and, and Fletcher Cox and the defensive line and put pressure on that, I think you're going to have a really good concept there to get this monkey off Hertz, Gannon and, and, and Sirianni. So if you can focus on those things, I think that's more important to me than one or the other, because it's a whole collective. Like right now, this monkey off the back has to get one or the other. But the team needs to make a progression. The team needs to do it for the fans at home and eat off that, that crowd. Yeah, no, T, so that's, that's where I'm at. T, great call, man. Yeah, And lots to react to yeah, in that. Yeah. Um, look, the turnovers he brought up are obviously huge. You look at the games. I mean, last week they had a defensive touchdown. I know that they won that game by a lot. But, you know, they had two a bunch of turnovers against um, Carolina. Like, where they've been good is when they're stealing possessions because the offense has not been good enough where they're scoring on a high percentage of their per- yep. of their possessions, and especially against a Justin Herbert where, you know, again, you want to see a, a, a good defensive game plan, but they could have a good defensive game plan and still give up, like, 27 points. Sure. I mean, the, the Chargers are have a good offense and they have a good quarterback. but And good skill players. Yeah, yeah and then, look, the, other, the benefit of running the ball, T touched on it, but, like, Controlling the clock, keeping yep. Justin Herbert on the sideline. Yep. I think one of the frustrating things watching the offense early on this year is they would have like, you know, 12, 14 possessions in a game, and they're going three and out on seven or eight of them. Like, it's really hard to, to sustain offense when on the first play of the drive, you know, you're in completion. That's first and 10. You get a short run. Now you're in third and long, right? So I definitely think running the ball outside of just it's, they've shown they can move the ball that way has a lot of benefits for the team. Oh, no question. And and to the turnovers point, I do think, you know, we've been 
I think on this station in this city, a lot of people have been very, for the most part, critical of Jalen Hurts over the last few games, and he hasn't been great and all that. But one area, especially coming off last year with Carson, yeah, one area where he really deserves credit is protecting the football. Like he, he makes a lot of smart. He decisions. makes smart decisions. Yep. He does not like he's met at a couple throws where he put the ball in danger, but for the most very part, few. For the most part, he does not put the ball in danger. He's done a much better job with the fumbling, which everyone talked about last year as an issue. All that like. I think that that's something we don't give Jalen Hurts, I think, enough credit for how how good a job he's done protecting the ball. Like, those yep. massive mistakes, he has not made them, and that does that does help. Absolutely. Really does. I mean, look, the one game where he kind of let things spiral on him was the worst game of the year, the Cowboys. Yeah. Game. Outside of that, like, you're right, against the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, you knew they weren't going to win, but they were always kind of, you know, scoreboard-wise in it because he doesn't make those mistakes that let it completely snowball out of control. Let's go to Ridley and talk to Matt. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Yo, brother! Awesome, pal. Well, you know, I, you know, I love, you know, I love the show. Yeah, so. we appreciate it. Appreciate man. it, Matt. Been listening for I don't know, uh, I don't know, three years maybe. My man, feels wow, that look at you. Thanks, buddy. Um, Certified real listener. Yeah. So listen, that last uh, the last call to call before I mentioned Watkins and Dallas. Uh, a lot of good points there, um, but also. You know, I just think uh, – well, I've been saying this even when I would call your show there, Seltzer, early in the midday. Midday, yep. It's his show, good yeah. 50, good 50-50 split. Um, now maybe even lean it to 60-40 towards the run. Once we get Miles back, I would sit our uh, white side and roll with four running backs and let's go. I mean – yeah, I think there's yeah. no question. Elliot's talked about this on our pod before recently and stuff, but there is no question that Jordan Howard has to be on the roster. Now. Yeah, you like, got to put him like no, no more of this back and forth practice squad stuff. Like he has earned a spot on this roster. Yeah. He needs to be on this roster. You don't have a ton of playmakers. Like and this if you guy have has four to be on the running roster. backs, and you roll with four running backs. It keeps them all fresh. fresh yeah, you're not sure. giving one guy twenty carries a game. You're giving each well, guy especially with you know, Miles' seemingly carries. inability to stay on the field and stuff that that's that seems well, smart from that perspective the, the other part of it too Matt I think it's a good point like look Miles I think is probably the most talented running back on the roster he can do things the other running backs cannot but ultimately right. if they win this game tomorrow running the ball like when Miles comes back, I'm not reverting right. back to making him the 80% of the touches nope. running. No, like, no, absolutely you know, not. I think I you would, have to would... keep Howard involved. And look, work Miles yeah. in there because he's talented. Well, and but... to the point you guys are making, especially you about the passing game and the lack of, you know, dynamic plays and all that type of stuff, like, who cares? As long as you – if you got four running backs, yeah. use your dynamic talent well, where you have them. Like, where you can find offensive talent, use it. That's a good point, Jim, it. but dynamic plays can also be screen plays. I mean, absolutely. the Eagles were great under absolutely. Andy with screen plays. And to me, a screen play – is like a kind of a version of a run, even though it's a pass, but it's more of a a, a long run, even yes. though it's technically a it's pass. A long handoff. Yep. Right, exactly. So I mean, I would, like I said, I would have all four guys dressed, sit a receiver, and even if you use those guys in the passing game as well, it still gives them touches. And I even love those the um, jet sweep and the end arounds with the receivers. It gets them out yeah. in space, no, and that's like a, I mean, that's a running play too, and like. I would just utilize their talents. Jalen's a face. And Jalen running too. Matt, I'm with there you. Great, you go. great call, man. And and I, I'm I'm very with that. Gamewell has shown you could split him out. He was a wide receiver originally. Well, like, that's I'm his sure strength can, right now. You could do stuff with him. You got some versatility there. I think this is like a no brainer. I also think him. there's something to be said for the fact that if you look at the four running backs on the roster, you would argue that Miles Sanders and Kenny Ginwell are the most talented. But I think when it comes to just making the right read, 
going quick into the hole yeah, the and going. Two. Like yeah. Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are really good at that. No and doubt. I don't think it's a coincidence that against Detroit, and again, I know you always have to leave the caveat of it was Detroit, but I don't think it's a coincidence they had their best running game because those guys just read the play and ran it down, you know, right into where that the hole was supposed to be. Hit the hole, baby. And if it wasn't there, then they went down, but at least there wasn't negative plays. 215-592-9494. One more segment for Go Birds Radio. Marcus Hayes coming up after that. It's Elliot and James. And let me remind you one more time that the Bark Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the real Philly fan. College and pro football, hockey, MMA, soccer, basketball and so much more bet with the best the park sportsbook app live in game betting lets you bet while you watch wild swings real opportunities to make money with the live in game betting it's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of pennsylvania you bet the money line as it changes during the game on the park sportsbook app you can bet on individual player performances as they happen in basketball points rebounds assists in football passing rushing yards touchdown scores and so much more, plus same-game parlays, props, teasers, over-unders. And, and as I always say, it's, it's just so much more fun to watch these games and have a little action on it. You are just more invested. It is what it is. We're going to watch these games anyway. You may as well have a little action, have a, a little extra fun enjoying these games. And here's the deal for you. If you sign up right now, new customers get a first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app. Or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. Final segment for Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Marcus Hayes coming up next, taking you till 5 o'clock. Elliot and James with you for one more segment. Let's get to as many calls as we can this segment. Let's start out in North Jersey with my buddy Neil. Hey, Neil. Pleasure as always to speak with you, Seltzer. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making it, buddy. Elliot, you too. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, Neil. Always love when you thank, call in. Thank you. <laughs> Please make sure you save that little nugget you just said. A <laughs> uh, couple things. So, you know, there's an old principle, Occam's Razor. The simplest explanation is usually the right one. Yeah. And if you look at the two losses that the Chargers had this year, who are they against? Dallas and Baltimore. What do they do better than any teams in football? They run the football. Yep. So the template, the, the, the formula to beat the Chargers has already been established. They're dead last in, in running. They're, I think, 31st in time of possession. So the key to this game is simple. It, it, run the football. Establish the one thing last week that I don't think people have talked about. Jalen Hurts was 7-for-7 seven seven on play action. Mm-hmm. And if you get the running game going, you set that play action up, you know, that's going to add something to our offense. And you're right about Hurts. He has the turnovers are down. The fumbles are down, so if you get that running game going, you get him in play action, I think we have a chance to win this game. But I think the Chargers just have too much on offense. they got two elite receivers, Keenan Allen, I think Mike Williams. The running game is really good. Herbert is a very good quarterback this early. He's mature beyond his years, so I think it's going to be tough. But I do think we can win this game. I don't think, you know, if we win, I don't think it's a huge upset. I think it's something that's possible. Second thing is this. You know, this has been bugging me for a while. You know, we, we complain that Nick Sirianni is the puppet of the owner, and that may or may not be true, and that the play calling is influenced in part by what management wants. And maybe I'm being naive here, but doesn't it matter, as Herb Edwards say, to play to win the game? Mm-hmm. Does it matter whether you win running 46 times or passing 46 times? It just seems to me if I were an owner or a GM of a team, the only thing I would care about is are we winning games? And it really doesn't matter 
how we win those uh, games. Neil, um, uh, great call as always. I'm 100% with you. Well, I, I think there's a bit of a misconception out there. Like, yes, Jeffrey Lurie loves to throw the ball. That's how he believes you win in the NFL. But if that's it, why he loves it, because he thinks that's how you win. Correct, exactly, yes, because yes. like, he wants to win. Like, the Super Bowl year, how many times did they run in the Super Bowl? It was, yeah. you know, I, I, over 20, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, they, they Lurie is okay with running the ball. And obviously, the, you know, the report that he was mad about Doug after they beat the Packers by throwing the by running the ball, like, I think that was more about the fact that he's probably like, I have a franchise quarterback here. Like, why is the passing game not working? So I, I don't think Lurie is, if, as long as they're winning, Lurie doesn't care how they do it. It's when they're not winning, he's saying like, look, I'm investing these resources. It shows you win by passing. Like, what's going on that we're not able to pass the ball? Let's go to Middletown and talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Always a pleasure talking with you distinguished gentlemen. Oh, too Appreciate kind, man. Too kind. Yeah, you know, listen, I'm uh, I'm of the mindset that clearly uh, the head coach still needs to prove that he has, he knows how to put together an effective game plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, look, I'm not going to just defend the Jalen Hurts. He's not perfect, but I do feel he gets sort of an unfair amount of criticism. Like every off throw, you know, everyone highlights that. And I'm, I'm looking at some of these other young quarterbacks like, Okay, Mac Jones and Justin Herbert, they just went against each other. And I looked at the, the stat line. Both of them in that last game were 18 for 35. Mm-hmm. That's barely over 30, a 50% completion percentage. Yeah, Brian, I think we get, and this is, I think we're all victims of this or, or you know, uh, culprits of this in that, you know, we get so micro when we watch our team and our guys that we're like, he missed that throw, he missed that throw. But, like, right. so many quarterbacks miss and throws. Look, that, you know? I think that, point. that is part of the fun to a certain extent, right? Like, take going on the roller coaster. But let's not ignore why that happens. It's happening because the Eagles have essentially put Jalen Hurts in a place where he's having to prove every week that it's his job. Like, it's not as big of a deal when Justin Herbert and Mac Jones do it because we all know that they're the quarterbacks yeah. for the next yeah, few well, years. But you know what, too. Elliot? It, it, it should. As fans, we're, we're more sophisticated. We should I that. agree, but what I'm saying Carson, is that the Carson Wentz was supposedly the guy. No, no, but what was, I'm saying, Brian, is real quick. What I'm saying is the team has put him in this situation, yeah, not the fans. The, I mean, yeah. the team I mean, by not well, committing to him in a way. Yeah, but but Elliot, I mean, what I mean, what do you? How do they, How can they prove to you that he's going to be the guy moving forward? Is it something what they hear them say? It's not like they're going to they're going to sign him to an extension. You don't do that now. So what is it that you want them to say other than? Well, I, I don't think they have yeah, to say it's anything. Not, yeah, but, I think it's just but, pretty clear in their actions, right? I mean, the fact that they're in on Deshaun Watson, the fact that they're linked to Russell Wilson, have the all these first round they picks. have all these first-round picks, the fact that when people like Mike Garofolo and all these people are plugged in with the Eagles talk about these first-round picks, they say they're going to use those picks to go get a quarterback. Like, Mike Garofolo yeah. said that point blank. So yeah, it's but, like, and, and I, I think, think it's, I meant, it's what's out there, you know? I may have mentioned this to you guys before. You know, I like, uh, I like the work Greg Roman has done you know, in terms yeah. of coaching offensive football. Said, but this issue is like we sort of give a pass to the head coach. We expect, well, if the system isn't working, then it must be the quarterback's fault. Now, I'll give Nick Sirianni credit. In the last press conference, he did sort of acknowledge that Jalen Hurts is a rookie, essentially. That's what he said in his press conference, that, you know, based upon the number of games, he really is sort of a, a yeah, rookie. That's yep. an acknowledgement that, hey, he still has room to grow. But, um, I mean, I think he still has it up, some upside, man. And I just would like to see him get a, a fair shake. I really would like them to get a veteran wide receiver. I would, Me too. I would actually want them to go get Odell Beckham wow, Jr. You guys are on the same, same. page with that go. one. Brian, great, yeah. call, great call as always, Take man. Take care, Keep guys. Keep coming. Thanks. Yeah, and look, I, it is. We've talked about this a lot all year, right? The idea of this, like, 
tough spot that Jalen's in. That, Pressure that, cooker. Yeah, and and you know from the moment he stepped on the field, obviously in the hornet's nest of the Wentz thing last yeah. year, the, what he got drafted into to begin with, and then the fact that he's this age and he's forced, and it is what it is. He's got a great opportunity in front of him. That's the the converse of it. Yeah, an opportunity it, a lot of second round picks would take. That, anyone who plays the position would take your yes. chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That is a, a massive opportunity. It's a meritocracy at the end of the day. You have to prove yourself. But it is asking a lot of a kid his age at his experience level to to have one year to, to to make it all happen and be and prove he's the guy. Yeah, and I think that both can be true. Like the team put him in this situation, and so we're reacting to it accordingly. Like I don't think the fans or the media is putting the pressure on Jalen. The team put the pressure on him, and now we're just reacting to that pressure. All right, let's get to one more call. I always love it when, like, you know, I always tell you, Elliot, and I've said it before, where there are people who, like, call me just to chat with me, you know, yep. call and say hi and stuff, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But when they actually call in to talk to me on the air, mm. my buddy Mike and Axton. Yo, Mike! Jimmy, you I, know I think you're I a love renaissance this. Love man. love this, man. This is great. Hey, Mike. Mr. Park. What's going on? I am a, a veteran of Philadelphia's Live 8. If it was not for Freddie Mercury there it is. on that movie and their hits, Queen would be Genesis. Well, but all those things happen. Thank you. All those yeah. things happen. So, you know, you can say I whatever understand. you want. Mike, Mike if Tom Brady didn't my, win three Super my, Bowls, my, he wouldn't be I the can best. tell you this, this. This has been a long time coming because Mike has called me about off the air about your Queen take multiple times. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Beatle, the Beatles are great. Queen has more hits. Oh, God, stop. I didn't say the Beatles. I know you didn't, but I don't know who Genesis anyway, is. So. I do Stop. Have I've heard of him. But. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? I love Queen. Come no, on. No, you know. know, you just missed what he said. He doesn't know who Genesis is. So it's a, a whole he didn't say that. He did say that. Yeah. I'm never talking to him again. <laughs> You're going to keep calling James right, off the The more important right. question, real quick, Mike, before you make your point, Peter Gabriel Genesis or Phil Collins Genesis? That's the real question. Hmm. It's got to be Peter Gabriel. It's Peter Gabriel. Of course it is. What Thank you. That say. is the correct answer. Now go ahead, Mike. Um, yes. And I always, James knows I always bash Howie Roseman. However, I would like to give him credit for Matisse, uh, not Matisse Bible, Bible, uh, <laughs> whatever. I messed it up. James knows where I'm going. Who do you want to give him credit for? Maxie. Maxie is a sixer. Maxie. You're talking about Howie Roseman, Mike? It's a joke. Oh, oh, I was like very are... thrown off. I'm like, this guy's most listen. This guy's music takes. Like, uh, Mike, Joe and Tucker, Joe and Tucker love me. I love you too, Mike. Always a pleasure, brother. I didn't know. I was like so confused there. I'm not even sure I get the jokes. It's though. great. Mike's awesome. He's yeah, a great good guy, caller. So, so yeah. and uh, and I like when anyone comes after you for cool stuff. So. Look, again, the Beatles are obviously a successful group. I'm not ripping on the, the Beatles. The Beatles are obviously quite successful. Yeah, clearly, yeah, yes. Yeah, no crap they're successful. I'm just saying, like, I hear Queen in my everyday life more than I hear the Beatles. Yeah, all right. Anyway, that just seems like a perfect spot to stop talking to you. <laughs> uh, shout out to Moshe Kravitz. Phenomenal job buying the glass. Dan Wilson prior to that. And, and thank you to every single caller who calls into this show. We literally could not do it without you. And we, we just really appreciate you guys. It is Always. awesome. Every week showing up for us. Uh, Elliot, so you sticking with the loss? Let's, I, just get, let's just get down to it. I'm sti sticking with the loss. I'm sticking with. I think the Chargers win tomorrow. I do. I think the Chargers score. I, I think it's close. I think they fight. I'll say uh, thirty to twenty-four. Thirty to twenty-four. So you don't. The Eagles are what three, three and a half point? No, no, it's one and a half, buddy. Oh yeah, that's right. It's gone that's way right. down. down. Yeah, it's only a one and a half point point game there. Yeah. So. So, look, I still think they win. I think that they come out running the ball. I think that they can be successful running it early, which will allow Sirianni to stick with it. And I really do believe that as a defense goes on, as the season goes on, 
Gannon can put more and more in his defense, right? I know you don't want him to not be able to blitz early on, but I think that the fact that they've played multiple games under him, he's getting a better feel for his personnel, he'll be able to do that more than he would have otherwise. So, again, like, as I started the show, I'm putting my faith in saying that I believe Sirian's going to run the ball, and I think Gannon will be aggressive. Maybe I'll look like a fool on Monday. We shall find out. But if they do those two things, they can win this game. It can be a turning point for the season. You can start off on a run to get you into the playoffs. So, Big game tomorrow. I'll just say, I hope you're right, man. I'm re- I know I'm you do. I'm for you to be right and me to be wrong. Well, I more certainly than need a win. Ever. I'll tell you that. We much. all do, buddy. We all need a season here. So, please, hopefully they can do it. Hear the game, obviously, 4 o'clock tomorrow. Howard, uh, Marilyn, Mike, of course, on the call. Should be a blast. Coming up next, the man, the myth, the legend, Marcus Hayes, coming up next. So, keep it here. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.